Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, September 6, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 592 of the Biden-Harris administration, 62 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram, TheBobSeska is my handle, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, and our Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. Plus, you can follow Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elson on Twitter. And speaking of which, he's sitting right over there. You say Buzz I found him. You said it all. <laughs> Ooh. Hi. Oh, oh, I found the jokes. They were in a box with t-shirts and golf balls. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Close. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Anyway, all is well. I'm great, fine great, now, great. Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And there are two United States Marines standing right behind us. <laughs> Goddamn. Scandal. We're, we're glad we could be here, though. Uh, yeah. we, although we almost had to scrub today's show uh, because of a fuel leak. Uh, there was there was a little disagreement before the show though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bob Bob today wanted to talk about the threat to democracy. I I wanted to upload a game show and some reruns. <laughs> Guess who won? Uh, did did you did you have a good Labor Day, Bob? Did I did. It was great. Weekend? Yes, nice, Everybody? restful, fun. Yeah. Uh, Labor Day, you know, is when we celebrate the American worker, mm-hmm. and uh, under Joe Biden, that's just about everybody. Yeah. All right. That also gets a bit of a round of applause. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Some good he deserves it. Sure. Uh, and uh, over the weekend, uh, movie theaters across the country uh, were offering tickets for just three dollars on Saturday. Wow. Movie tickets for three dollars. Of course, of course, the popcorn was still twenty bucks. <laughs> but uh, but good news. Uh, economists say better days are coming. Uh, based on get this. Based this is interesting. They say better days are coming based on increased sales of lipstick, men's underwear, frozen <laughs> pizza, and champagne. <laughs> Or as I call it, Wednesday. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! And I got I got really mad at a, a at a Fox News report I saw over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then I realized I was watching CNN. Yeah. CNN. Lots to say about those guys. Keep on ripping. 
sure that uh, Trump played the Neil Young song before his Pennsylvania rally the other night. No I mean, I don't know that for sure, but I can only assume. I mean, never give him the benefit of the doubt. If he's, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say uh, Trump has a problem with rules. Yes, he does. I was going to say that. In fact, I'm so glad you brought that up because. <laughs> He seems to be exploiting, uh, in some cases, unwritten rules, many written rules as well, in order to constantly get away with it. And if you uh, were on Twitter at all yesterday, you heard a lot of this. He can't keep getting away with it! Yeah. 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 He can't keep getting away with it! It was another one of those days, wasn't it, where I think we were getting into this uh, sense of complacency, like, oh my God, all of this great news. You got uh, Trump and legal jeopardy, you know, the FBI closing in, the grand jury closing in, all these great legislative achievements. Joe Biden's uh, approval numbers are increasing. It looks like the, the the Democrats might hang on to the House. Don't get happy. Uh, and then suddenly this uh, announcement from Judge Eileen Cannon yesterday about the special master. Well, uh, let me let me let me be frank about yesterday. Okay. It sucked. It just sucked. Yeah, it did. Uh, and and we had been yeah, like you said, kind of on a roll. We thought right. And and you know what? We are. And that's that's the part yes. I want to say yes. here is that uh, this is the delay that Trump wanted. But it is merely a delay. It yeah. does not mean he will keep getting away. He is for now, again. But this process isn't over yet. And yeah. uh, uh, th- this is the most, uh, we'll get to it, I'm sure, but the mm-hmm. most ludicrous judicial ruling that ever was. It, it really is. It just kind of underscores the fact that Judge Cannon is obviously someone who was selected, approved, uh, based on her ideology, not expertise or experience or anything like that. And do I understand this correctly, that if the Justice Department appeals uh, her decision to appoint a special master, that it then goes to the 11th Circuit Court, which is dominated by Trump-appointed judges, and the same thing would happen again or worse? See, yes. that, that's yes. that's the part, and that's where paying. And yeah. remember, I, you and I were, and a lot of other people, were ringing bells and waving flags and running sirens when <laughs> these judicial appointments were being made. Yeah. And now we're seeing the result of that, uh, that evil plot. Right. I believe there are six Trump appointees uh, on the 11th Circuit. And so uh, we'll wait and see what happens there. I mean, it's entirely possible that they're going to look at this ruling and go, yeah, I don't know. But there's also yeah, a possibility. There's also a distinct possibility that the Department of Justice may not appeal this ruling because the appeals process it mm-hmm. would Slows then it go on and on and on and on. So right, you'd have right. the appeals process. Then the Eleventh uh, Circuit takes a look, and they take however much time they need to uh, hand down a ruling, either overturning uh, Judge Cannon or upholding Judge Cannon. They overrule Judge Cannon, of course. Then Trump and his rental lawyers then go to uh, the next level of appeal, which is then the Supreme Court, 
Who knows when the Supremes would right. rule so on that, but I've got zero it. confidence that the Supreme Court would rule against Donald Trump in this right. case. It's just uh, not worth it. The system is yeah. rigged, and Americans see that. Our, our people see that for sure. Progressives yeah. see that the judicial system is rigged in a way that we can't immediately repair. Yeah. Uh, all we can do is vote, as I said before, and, and uh, deal with some of these things legislatively. But uh, if, for those who aren't up to date, uh, Judge Cannon has given the Justice Department and Trump's lawyers until Friday the 9th yeah. to each produce a list of candidates uh, to review, to serve as a special master, to review <laughs> these documents. Uh, this, I can't wait to see Trump's list uh, because whoever does it is going to have to have top secret security clearance. Right. So, and, and that's just a given. I mean, that's there's no maybe about that. They will have to have that. And, and they'll have to view it. They'll have to go to Washington or wherever they're coming from uh, and view it in a skiff, in a secured room, uh, eyes only, and can't take anything with them. Got to look at it there and leave it there. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I don't know how long the process would take for a single special master to go through between ten and 13,000 documents. Well, this is where Donald Trump's uh, process while he was president of purging the bureaucracy of anyone who was disloyal to him, this is where this is going to kind of pay off. Because he's going to go through people who owe him favors who right. also still retain their security clearance. So we're not going to see, it's not going to be like a list with Rudy Giuliani and Dan Bongino and Ben right. Shapiro and Sean Hannity and Janine Pirro. They're not going to nominate kind of who we're all joking about them nominating for this special master role. Right. But you can pretty much guarantee that they're going to be Trump loyalists who are going to be thrown in there. I don't think it's as dire as... Uh, we're making it out to be. The thing that gets everyone screaming. He can't keep yeah. getting away with it. Right. The, the thing that. He can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> the, the thing that I think upsets a lot of people is whenever Trump wins something, no matter how Anything, minor, yeah. it's always kind of a shot in the gut. Oh, God damn it. He shouldn't be winning this shit. He shouldn't and, be getting away with this shit. And, yeah. and yet he still continues to. And, and the media frames it as a Trump victory as opposed to a loss for democracy, a uh, right, loss for justice. Right. right. Uh, and, and that's a shame, too. Uh, this, this ruling, I mean, first of all, I, I didn't think that this would actually land up in Judge Cannon's court because mm -hmm. she is, as most people know now, I think, out of jurisdiction, way out of jurisdiction. <laughs> sure. And uh, so I didn't even think it was going to get there. And she even admitted in her ruling yesterday that it's not her ju jurisdiction, but ah, what the hey, she's going to make a ruling anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just craziness. Uh, and and to, uh, uh, to, to expose these classified documents uh, in, in the way that uh, this risks, uh, it's, just, it's just unnecessary and and dangerous, and uh, it's it's a ridiculous ruling, to say the least. Yeah, well, there are so many loopholes that Donald Trump continues to sashay sure. right on that's through, and that's Always. even after being president, he's still collecting the benefits of those loopholes, and oh, this yeah. is one of those cases where a guy can uh, file a lawsuit with a judge who he appointed, right. and that judge has no requirement, no rule, no guideline, nothing right. that says, 
okay, well, in this case, you should recuse because this puts you in a, a, a situation where there's a conflict of interest. You were appointed yeah. by this guy, so therefore, chances are, you know, any reasonable analysis would indicate that you will likely rule in that guy's favor. And it's that kind of loophole that's gotten us into so much trouble over the past seven years now that we've been dealing with Donald Trump as president and, and now as ex-president, well, where he just sees these unwritten rules, these traditions right. of the presidency and says, well, that's entirely irrelevant. If it's not the law, I don't care. And even and, if it is the law, I don't care. That's kind perfect, of his approach. Yeah. And this is a perfect example of that. Uh, his team citing executive privilege and then this stupid, stupid judge uh, uh, saying that these, <laughs> these documents, that uh, Trump is right in terms of they, they should be reviewed yeah. for matters yeah. of executive privilege. We all know that you don't have executive privilege if you are not the president of the United States. Right. This is part of why this ruling is so ludicrous. And as you have just commented, and I'll expand on that thought, uh, we need judicial uh, review and oversight from the Supreme Court down. And this is what we've learned over the last few months. From the Supreme Court down, there is no oversight. Uh, there, mm -hmm. the, the guidelines don't exist. These can be legislated. They should be legislated. We should be learning from our mistakes here and correcting them. And that pollutes the entire judicial process. It pollutes well, we the must, law enforcement process. We, we must add to our list of top priorities yeah. uh, judicial reform. Right, that right. includes oversight. Well, this, again, should also be an example of, and I was tweeting about this the other day, this should be another reason why there should have been like beginning January 21st, there should have been January 21st, 2021. There should have been an entire slate of presidential level reforms. I don't care if they came in the form of simple legislation. I don't care if they came in the form of constitutional amendments, whatever that form may have been, that should have been something that should have been a top priority. Donald Trump exposed, as I've been saying, all of these loopholes, all of these traditions, all of these unwritten rules, exploited them all. And so that was a roadmap for presidential reforms. These are the things that we need to close up. These are the areas where we need to create more laws, more accountability for. And quite honestly, Joe Biden is the kind of president who would kind of support those things, who would oh, be yeah, magnanimous so. enough to say, yes, I'll restrict my own power if it means something good for democracy here. Right. If it pulls back on all of these gigantic, you know, Kool-Aid man-sized holes in the wall that Donald Trump has, has created. And so that at, never least two branches, yeah. at least two branches of our government, and probably all three, are due for reform. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, that's a very important point. It's something we should not lose sight of. Like I said, as we look at all the other vitally important items on our list of must-do. Well, and one of those things needs to be definitive. You know what? It shouldn't have to be. I, I'm, I'm starting and stopping here because I'll tell you what. It's all right. Execu <laughs> executive privilege is something that's well-documented and well-defined as being something that is only enjoyed by the current executive. You right. cannot be an ex- chief executive of the United States and still enjoy executive privilege, especially when the current executive has said, no, I waive executive privilege on all those documents. Maybe he's just abbreviated. Maybe he's claiming X privilege. <laughs> I don't know. But for a judge to, it's not, and by the way, it's not precedent yet. 
what Judge Cannon ruled the other day does not become precedent until the appeals court level makes a ruling, if at all. So in that but sense... It does dangerously open a door. Oh, yeah. it, it does. It absolutely does. What it does is it gives lawyers an opportunity to say, well, that guy got it. Why don't... Right. Why doesn't my client get the this, same... Th Privilege. If this if this were to become precedent, uh, it would ruin every civil case the Justice Department ever tried to bring in the future. Yes, absolutely. So uh, Allison Gill from Mueller, she wrote, uh, tweeted yesterday. She said the judge's injunction does not stop DOJ. This is some good some good news. Some good news. Yes, here. does yes. not stop the DOJ from criminally investigating documents that may be at other Trump properties yeah. or that might have been sold or given to others. So, right, or confiscated from others in the recent raids of people from Sidney Powell to that Russian guy in New York. Exactly right. So you have documents that were already recovered in those 15 boxes from January. Those documents mm -hmm. are fair game, and they can continue and to present those documents to the grand jury and build their investigation off of that. That's pretty and, good news. Still. And although the judge's ruling does freeze the Justice Department investigation of the Mar-a-Lago documents, it doesn't freeze their entire criminal investigation, nor does it pause at all or interfere or delay at all with the national security review yes. of these documents. And so those are some tiny fractions of good news. And I've read some accounts that offer glimmers of hope that ultimately uh, this judge may rule correctly. Yeah. But uh, what we're getting, the vibe we're getting, and, and really she's almost said as much in her ruling, she's just trying to give the plaintiff, Donald Trump, the benefit of the doubt. And and, the, uh, and and yeah yeah I was going to say well the good news here too is that uh, it's entirely possible that the special master goes through and looks at all of these yes. documents yes. like a grown up would right. who yes. is firmly planted in Earth One where we are in the realm of reality and facts and truth and so, and the rule of law and looks at these and go oh well this is all fine what do we what's well, what's the problem here <laughs> then know? we can't then we can't wait to see who the judge chooses to be special master again. Yeah. On Friday, she's going to be looking and, and on her right hand, let's mm -hmm. say, she'll be looking at the list of, of uh, special master candidates from Trump's camp. And uh, in her left hand, she'll be holding a piece of paper that has uh, the candidates from the Department of Justice. Right. Uh, and uh, it has to be somebody with national security clearance. Mm -hmm. It'll be revealing, I think, greatly uh, which list she draws from. And, and by the way, let's all remember that <laughs> Delaying this process should never come as a surprise. No. Donald Trump was always going to, this is what he's done in every single investigation going M -O. back prior to being president. He stalls, he delays, he tries to run out the clock. In this case, he's trying to get over the finish line, which is January 20th, 2025, in the event <laughs> that a Republican becomes president on that day, who will then pardon Donald Trump. Maybe it's Trump himself. I don't think it will be, but uh, whoever it might be, that could be his escape clause in all of this. So his uh, golden parachute, as it were. And right. so that's what he's trying to do. And we knew this all along. In fact, you know what? Prior to August 8th, not a whole lot of us were even talking about the document theft story. We were all focused on, rightfully so, January 6th, right. some of the previous crimes, whether it was uh, extorting Ukraine, whether it was uh, the big lie in general, and all the other things, accountability for uh, his inaction on COVID and on down the line. 
these are all things that we were focused on, but then suddenly this drops in our laps and we're like, oh, holy shit, we'll yeah. take this. It was red meat for us, absolutely. Exactly. exactly, but at the same time, it was always built into the plan. It was always going to be part of this. Donald Trump dragging his feet, protesting every single motion that's made, challenging it, filing lawsuits, because this is what he's done with his tax returns. This is what he's done with uh, every document he's had to produce, every subpoena that's been issued to him or people who are in his inner circle has been blocked like this, has been sandbagged so that it takes longer than it should. And by the way, <laughs> guilt is still a thing. The appearance of guilt is oh, still yeah. a thing. I've read a suggestion that said, and we're coming up with that window that you talked about last yeah, week, yeah. Uh, the unwritten 60-day rule. Right. And we're on the eve of that, I believe. I don't know the exact count again. What What did you How many days till the midterms? Did we you are say now now? 62 62 days. Yeah. Okay. So, so two more days. The Justice Department has a couple of days here in which there's no reason that they cannot get the grand jury to go ahead and indict Trump for obstruction of mm -hmm. justice now and come back at him for the documents at a later date when this review is done. Right. Uh, so let's watch the DOJ for the next 48 hours and see if they make a move in that direction. Otherwise, I don't expect an indictment of Donald Trump until after the midterms. But we still have these two days in the, in the interim. So people who I respect, Buzz, uh, as far as legal actions, experts are kind of uh -huh. conflicted right now in terms of where this is going to land, appeal or not appeal. Right. Uh, for example, Bradley Moss said, uh, this ruling is ridiculous and will be immediately appealed by the DOJ. He said, mm -hmm. the, the standing argument makes no sense with respect to any executive privilege invocations, True. and Cannon barely addressed it. And he also said, is Trump arguing every classified document is subject to executive privilege? And that's, yes, he is. That's what he's arguing. But meantime, mm -hmm. uh, Barbara McQuaid said, said that uh, appealing would, uh, as we were saying at the top of the show, would delay mm -hmm. things longer than reaching an agreement to quickly appoint a special master and adopt a short timeline for review. Plus, you know what? I kind of like the idea of giving Donald Trump a little bit of hope. I mean, if we can avoid it, that'd be great. But if but it you, happens, you just, it happens. Just, and You just want to hurt him. Yeah, I just think of Shawshank Redemption. Like, hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. And well, you give him a little bit of hope only to have it dashed. It's even better, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, having well, no hope yeah. and, and still facing comeuppance. It's more fun to pull the rug out from under them. Yeah. It's more fun if they find out that the tunnel on the side of the mountain is merely painted on. <laughs> That's That exactly. makes it more fun. Oh, boy, uh, you, there's a hole, there's an escape hatch, and then thwack. <laughs> you were talking about hope on our side, yeah, yeah. and and you did briefly mention the phrase January 6th. Uh, gosh, it's uh, September. Isn't it about time for those January 6th hearings to start up again? Yes, yes. Yeah, and we're yeah. not entirely sure how many there will be. There will be at least one, I believe, if not uh, more. And I as we've seen more. in the past, yeah, usually one breeds more. It's almost like a, a mogwai in, in gremlins. They, so if you get they them go wet, by so fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you get Benny Thompson wet, the they hearings multiply. multiply. Yeah, they multiply. Oh, I saw somebody made a somebody made a joke on Twitter today. I thought you'd enjoy just randomly off the yeah, side yeah. here. Uh, they said uh, stock in Trump's Truth Social is down twenty percent. The investors must be having a cow, especially Devin Nunes. I know how much you enjoy. Yeah. I know I know how much you enjoy the Schadenfreude uh, from the failure of Truth Social or Truth Central, as as he calls it. Truth Central. Oh yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, and and as 
as we predicted at the time, uh, guess who's going to get the blame for this and take the fall for this? Devin Nunes, which we're also <laughs> fine with. Yeah, it couldn't happen to a better guy, huh? Yeah. Or uh, cow. Tr- yeah, right. Troth Central is mm-hmm. crashing and burning, and, and Donald Trump's desperately trying to keep it afloat. But it's going to be another failed business by Donald Trump, just like oh, everything man. else. We've predicted this all along. Trump University, Trump Steaks, Trump Vodka. Do the list. Trump Casinos. Trump Water, Trump Wine. Yes, he does. It's the craziest thing that the guy who's got a reputation for the greatest businesses, the most successful businesses, they're just the greatest, the greatest businesses. And the so, most businesses. Yeah. And then he gets really whispery and somber. The greatest businesses. I had the greatest life in the world. Yeah, I like when he trails off. Yeah, exactly. Like he's got no more breath left. And <laughs> yeah, but this is one of those situations where, duh, you idiots who invested money in this uh, SPAG, this uh, company DWAC, you just stepped into it again, right? There was obvious precedent here. It's just like when he ran, when he initially announced coming down the escalator. It's like everyone forgot what happened before that, before the escalator. <laughs> it's like then DWEC comes along, this uh, SPAC uh, partners with Donald Trump's Troth Central. Troth Central. And right. then uh, everyone loads in their cash. The stock price starts crashing and burning. As if Donald Trump was this mastermind yeah. of business. Oh, my God, what happened here? Yes, I, he's I, always failed at business. That's his thing. I, I, yeah, exactly. And I couldn't let today's show pass without giving you an opportunity to revel in the uh, 20% stock drop. Oh, I, uh, I love it. Truth essential. Yeah, it, it is very Truth essential. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, meantime, more uh, legal experts weigh in on this special master decision. You know, it'd be fun if the special master's last name were Bates. Master Bates. We, see, yeah, this is what would happen if we were the judge. <laughs> yeah, right. This is what you would get. <laughs> That's exactly right. Silliness. We uh, start the proceedings with a monologue, of course, then play a Rocky <laughs> Mountain Mike song. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, via the New York Times, uh, Stephen I. Vladek said, this was an unprecedented intervention by a federal district judge into the middle of an ongoing federal criminal and national security investigation. Yep. Yes, it was. Meantime, Paul Rosenweig, a former Homeland Security official in the George W. Bush administration and prosecutor in the independent counsel investigation of Bill Clinton. So he's obviously a far left radical dem, right? Uh-huh. He said it was egregious to block the Justice Department from steps like asking witnesses about government files, many marked as classified, that agents had already reviewed. He said, this would seem to me to be a genuinely unprecedented decision by a judge, Mr. Rosenweig said. And joining the ongoing criminal investigation is simply untenable. And that's, that's, I think, the most frustrating aspect of this. It's the executive privilege aspect, plus the fact that they have to stop what they're doing. I yeah. mean, nothing, yeah, nothing screams out facilitating Donald Trump's delay process than saying, okay, uh, you can't continue using these documents for your investigation. Uh, even though they've gone through all the documents, even though they've separated out anything that would fall under attorney-client privilege. And by the way, they already determined that those documents were very few. It's like, this is like a repeated process. It's an unnecessary process. Right. Yes. But this is a judge who is very yes, likely is. A, a red hat who believes that, oh yeah, there is a deep state. This is, this, is. Yeah, this decision screams out, oh, it's the FBI. It's the deep she, state. She was anti-mask. In one case, she forced a, a witness to testify without a mask against the witness's wishes yeah. uh, during the height of COVID. Uh, and yeah, she was involved in a number of anti-mask efforts. So we know 
what what wing of the political spectrum she resides. It's unfucking believable. Yeah, I mean, I, I was in this place yesterday, Buzz, where I was feeling um, I wasn't discouraged, but in any stretch, but I was feeling a little bit gaslit, and so it's so frustrating when you see this uh, dividing line between what Joe Biden said Thursday night and what Donald Trump said Saturday night and how the focus is so unnecessarily on maybe the one nitpick thing from Joe Biden's remarks Thursday night and how that is getting inflated to the same level of outrage as the dozens and dozens and dozens of Trump things from Saturday night as the thousands of Trump things, the tens of thousands of Trump things from the previous seven years. Help me out here. Now about the objection to the Marines. What was the one comment that, that was maybe the Marines, the Marine game. Oh, 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 okay. Not something he said, but the, the presence of the Marines and that ominous red, the glowing background. Yeah. Or the, maybe the semi-fascist thing, which wasn't Thursday night, which was prior to that, but which is still being, you know, people are still rending their garments over semi-fascists as if it's so desperate and unfair and mean-spirited by Joe Biden. For God's sake. Well, and the media is the worst about it, I think. The media has stoked that. You know, here's the deal. If the media sees, oh, somebody's going to be upset, there's going to be trouble, there's going to be a fight, there's going to be... The media is all over that, and so it gets, Mm -hmm. it does get blown out of proportion. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It's it's very, very sad. And and yeah, I never, growing up, uh, referencing what you were saying a moment ago, never envisioned uh, America, society, Society, people as getting less civilized. Mm-hmm. I, 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 in my vision of the future, we gradually got more civilized, yes. and that was kind of how it progressed through my earlier years. Uh, and and we, we have definitely gone the other way. We have gone mm-hmm. backwards, as Joe Biden has referenced. We, yeah. We've really gone backwards, and we are less civilized. We're we're not polite. We're not kind. Uh, we're we're you know, and there's always been that, but it's worse now. It's more widespread. It's that behavior has become. Ex- acceptable for all the wrong reasons. It's not so much the behavior itself. It's the notion that that behavior is acceptable in the public yeah. square. And and as I've always said, it's one thing when it's about people in the trenches of a debate as we are versus our political leadership, which should be right. held to a much higher standard than those of us right. who are, as I said, in the trenches. So it's, uh, it's all of that. And it's really being uh, writ large with, uh, what are we on, day six of mm-hmm. Biden's Marine Gate. So I want to talk about that a little bit more here in sure. just a second and what's being said and what's not being said uh, right. versus Donald Trump's Pennsylvania rally, which was a fucking nightmare. Oh oh, yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. And as you can and imagine, it should, be, it should be considered a warning, his most recent appearance. Yeah. But before we get to all of that, uh, I also want to talk about the Mar-a-Lago inventory, uh, which is a, ah, a yes. thing that happened that, that dropped. When was it? Uh, Thursday night into Friday. And uh, mm-hmm. while we covered it a little bit on the after party, we need to cover it again here uh, on the free show because of the uh, just the startling and the shocking, shocking uh, yeah. results of that, uh, the items on that inventory. Just unfucking believable. Okay. Well, before we talk about all of that stuff, let's talk about the uh, Patreon page at bobsuskashow.com. Uh, if you're listening to just this part of the show, 
Bob Seska Show, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast, you're only hearing the first hour. There's an extra 20 minutes of show that roll after the end credits at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show, and it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. Either website address will get you to that place. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. And by the way, just so you know, uh, unless you are a wizard with RSS feeds, the way you listen to the Shadow Docket, the way you listen to the Ultimate Edition of the show, the way you listen to the After Party is on the Patreon page. I think for some reason people believe that when they sign up at our Patreon page that they will automatically start to get the bonus shows on their iTunes feed or Apple Podcasts or wherever they're calling it now. Uh, Wherever they're listening to podcasts, suddenly those versions of the show will pop up there. That's not quite how it works unless you integrate the RSS, which frightens and confuses me. I have no (laughs) idea how that process. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't know how that process works. Never did understand RSS. So, yeah, so that's a a bit of a tip. If you are going to sign up, or if you're recently signed up, note that you have to listen on our Patreon page or via the Patreon app. Those are the two ways to listen. And everything is conveniently arranged there. You'll get email alerts. But whatever you do, whatever you do, uh, listen to, do whatever you have to to listen to the Shadow Docket because that's where we do our big musical number. (laughs) You'd never guess it by listening to the free show, but there it is. Well, the Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and they're only going to cost you $5 per month, and you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast. Don't miss out. BobSuskaShow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. a brand new single from uh, one of our new favorites here on the show, Air This Side of Caution, and a song called Firefly All These Things. 
Brand new. Yeah. ATSOCBand.com. Link in the description to support Air This Side of Caution. Go do it. Get this single into your record collection now. Hurry up. We're waiting. You can listen to the show while you're downloading. That's the fun of the internets. Yeah. BobSeska.com slash music to submit. Yeah, um, I don't know how you would categorize this news buzz, but I figure I'll mention it here. That uh, if you've noticed or not, maybe not noticed, uh, there hasn't been any indie music countdowns for a while. And the reason that is, is because I'm weighing whether or not to continue doing it. So I'm taking a pause with the Indie Music Countdown show to kind of evaluate where I want to go with it, if at all. It's the, and, and I'll be perfectly honest, it's not getting the kind of attention that I was hoping that it would get. Uh, it's, it's understandable. People listen to this show for the politics and the fun and so on. Yeah, that's the brand. Yeah, exactly. And we're always going to play indie music on the show. We're always going to come out of commercial breaks with some of the best indie music you'll ever hear. That's always going to be a part of the show. It's just a big question mark to me right now whether we continue to do that uh, sort of countdown, that Casey Kasem-style countdown show at the end of every month. And uh, I'm just trying to figure out what's the best way to serve the recording artists. And I feel as though maybe listening to me talking in there in between songs and so on, maybe that's uh, maybe that's something that people would rather not hear. Maybe they just want to get to the songs themselves. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm trying to figure out what I should do with the Indie Music Countdown. If you want to weigh in on our Patreon page, you can go to patreon.com slash Show. Check in there in the comments and uh, give me your opinion on uh, what to do about the Indie Music Countdown. What I was thinking about, at the very least, is to do maybe like a Spotify playlist in its place uh-huh. where you can actually have direct very links nice. to everything and it's all conveniently there and it's just the songs. You can just go through your favorite songs, skip uh, over some if you want to skip some and, and, and do it that way. Yeah, I know. It's it's not uh, it's not a fun thing. It's uh, it, I, I've been hesitant to <laughs> to bring it up or mention it. So, but don't worry. Again, we're gonna still play the indie music here on the show. It's that's gonna be an ongoing we staple. We don't I want it. to upset anyone. No, absolutely no. not. No. So, <laughs> the Mar-a-Lago <laughs> inventory uh, was shocking, and guess what? It still stands, and it's still, despite the special master nonsense and Judge Cannon and all the shenanigans surrounding that, pretty much in keeping with what we've witnessed so far in all of these investigations, which is that there are more crimes to be found here. Oh, my. And I really believe that maybe this tranche of documents recovered from Mar-a-Lago on August 8th, maybe that's just a stepping stone toward landing on some other investigative goal, some other pursuit, that maybe there's something that's actually worse than what we're seeing so far. I'm not saying there is. I'm just yeah. speculating well, that maybe we, we, these documents that were recovered are just the stepping stone to indicting Trump on a greater set of crimes. It, we don't it know. could be a stepping stone uh, to prosecute him for, if this turns out to be the case, for selling them. It could be yes. that kind of espionage. I, I really like uh, all of us referring to it when we can as the Trump espionage scandal. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it. It you know it, it hits home any more clearly than that. Yeah, I think that's a good phrase to pound over and over again as we approach the election. And there are signs that uh, this investigation, that uh, there are signs, by the way, mm. that uh, that Biden's uh, 
aggressiveness toward MAGA at this point is helping him. The yeah. younger voters who had abandoned him because they thought he didn't get that are coming back because they see that he does get that. I understand now that his main uh, democracy is now his main and only focus. Mm -hmm. uh, for the moment, that is his number one priority, which a lot of people wanted him to make his number one priority a long time ago. Now that he's doing it, I think it's winning back some of the skeptics. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention this 43 uh, empty folders situation yeah, that uh, yeah. we learned about in this inventory. It and, jumped and, out and, to everybody. Like, what the, well, oh my God, what the hell is this? Where where did those documents go? Where are they now? And yeah. how did they get there? Yeah, no, we have to have answers to those questions. Mm -hmm. And I understand it's going to be difficult to identify what was in this empty folder. You, It doesn't say on the outside of the folder what was in it. So yeah. we don't know which documents go into which folders at this point, thanks to Trump's illegal mishandling of them. And, and just to add one more thing, you said that these documents might lead to other and bigger investigations. I want people to remember also that the documents part of this is only part of the many investigations into many crimes by Donald right. Trump. So uh, I'm not I'm not saying he's not, I don't think he's going to skate on this, but I'm saying not everything rests on this as mm -hmm. uh, important. This is probably the most important one. And uh, yeah, it starts with where are the documents that went into those 43 to 48 missing uh, empty folders? Right. And we're talking about, I think, a range of possibility here. Now, on the far end of the possibilities, you have the maybe the most innocent one, which is that these documents that were in these folders, these 43 folders, were already rifled through by Trump, et cetera, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God only knows who else, oh. without security clearances, went through these documents, and removed on, them on from the folder. Yeah. And on that subject, the judges ruled that the DOJ has to stop dusting these documents for prints. Oh, they can Jesus no longer Christ. dust these for prints until the special master has finished its work. Yeah, let's but hope they've I, already I done mean, it. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I thought that was an important point to note that what part of the investigation the judge's ruling had stopped, the it's forensics. Just, oh, my God, it's so nauseating. But, yeah, uh, yes. it, it's possible that whoever went through these 43 folders, and there uh, are many, more, many, many more documents that uh, oh, you yes. know we're not talking about here, but, yeah, focusing in on the 43 empty folders, it's possible someone rifled through those, removed them from the folders, removed the documents from the folders, and just left them in the box loose, uh, no right. no longer in those right. folders. Sort yeah, of like the, someone's CD collection. It doesn't really take care of their record collection. They didn't CDs put the CD and, back in the case. Exactly yeah, right. So yeah. the CD and the empty case are in the same box together. <laughs> and, again, uh, DOJ, the special master won't even be able to tell right. which files go into which folders. If we can, you know, if you can match up the number of uh, loose files to the number of empty folders, we might have something. Yeah. Uh, but but this is a very difficult part. Of, and how one person is going to go through all this stuff, mm -hmm. uh, they won't. I don't think they'll have to go through everything. Uh, maybe they will. But uh, that's we're talking about something like 13,000 items altogether. Yeah. 11,000, 10 to 11,000 government documents that even the things that are not secret, that are not confidential, that are not classified, mm -hmm. even those 10,000 government documents, they're not his. Right. They're, right. they're not his. As Bill Barr said on Friday, you, you don't, an ex-president doesn't take these to a country club. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. <laughs> that was an amazing thing to observe. It was. Bill Barr. It was. And I don't of course, know what he's, is, is he on a redemption? 
redemption tour? I don't know what's going on. Well, and then Trump laid into him on Saturday night in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Beca- yeah. Because, of course, you're only useful to Donald Trump as long as you're enabling him. Useful as soon as you, Yeah, as soon as you <laughs> look at him with the skunk eye or something like that, he's going to start whining and shitting his pants. You're uh, only useful to Donald Trump as long as you're useful to Donald Trump. Exactly right. Yeah. So uh, on the other end of the spectrum, so we've got on the most innocent side of this, all of the documents are just loose in the boxes somewhere. He's a slob. Yeah. yeah, on the other end, and the more likely end of this, as far as I'm concerned, right. is that Donald Trump wanted these documents to use as leverage and has either put them someplace else, which uh-huh. is obstruction of justice, or he has sold the goddamn documents. Everything Donald Trump does, I, I'm going to repeat this and repeat this and repeat this until we're all saying it. Donald Trump is transactional. This is his nature. His nature is to take everything he can get his stubby fingers on and use it as leverage to either enrich himself, to increase his power, or for some other uh, form of influence, compromat, uh, most likely right. in some cases, right. I would say Lindsey Graham, yeah, almost definitely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Do you think Donald Trump... <laughs> <laughs> sat there in the White House for four years and With never once went information. Yeah. Never went shopping ever through all of the documents he had access to, all the we files he that he had access to. Of course he did. We know he tried to use the IRS. We know he tried to use a number of government agencies against his political Yes. Enemies. He treated top secret documents while he was president and now after being president as if he went into Costco and went shopping. He went, I'm going to take some of these. I'm going to take some of these. will be useful. I'll take this, uh, oh my God, we've got an FBI file on Lindsey Graham. I'll take that. Oh, FBI file on Brian Kemp. I'll take that. Uh, Bill Barr, I'll take that one. Of course, Donald Trump, do you think in a million years Donald Trump was actually going through these documents so he could be prepared and informed for the next day's uh, uh, business in the White House? No fucking way. Right. right. No way. This is all about gimme, gimme, gimme. This is mine. If for some reason I'm no longer president, I need things that I can use. I need leverage. Yeah, exactly. Or he sees documents that he thinks, hey, I can put this to good use later. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't remember. One of his ex-people uh, commented that uh, he, they were in a briefing or being shown some confidential documents, and Trump said, uh, can I keep that? <laughs> right. <laughs> he was all about collecting that stuff. Yes, yes, because he can use it. He can sell it, exploit whatever he can exploit to make himself more than what he is. It's just, it's his nature. So yes, these 43 folders are probably empty because Donald Trump probably took those files and sold them, put them someplace else, uh, maybe stashed them in Bedminster or Trump Tower. We still don't know whether or not uh, the grand jury and the FBI is going to look for uh, documents there. I mean, there should so. by rights be. Yeah. I wish they had by now already. Yeah, but I guess they need probable cause first, and maybe they don't have any witness well, testimony. The fact that they found some at his other house gives me probable cause to think he has them in other locations. Uh, that actually is a really good point. I, I wonder if that suffices. I wonder if, I oh, well, we know. found them at Mar-a-Lago in addition to ones that have already been turned in. Do you think that's enough to determine probable cause for Bedminster and Trump Tower and wherever, Ivana's gravesite? Who knows? Obviously, uh, it's a mistake to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt on anything. And Judge Cannon happens to be. Judge Cannon is a fucking moron for doing that. God, anyone with a brain in their head, even people like Judge Cannon, 
have to be able to see what a blight Donald Trump is, what a menace Donald Trump is, given too much power. It's like what uh, Chuck McGill said about uh, Jimmy McGill in Better Call Saul. The law in Jimmy McGill's hands is like a monkey with a machine gun. (laughs) And and that was, you know, I, I don't mean to get off on too much of a rant here, but going into the presidency back in 2016, we all knew that giving Donald Trump presidential powers was like giving a, a monkey oh. a machine gun. Well, that's why we all went into I mean, I yeah. pretty much, I was doing a regular daily newscast mm-hmm. and when, and, and I was expecting to retire when Hillary won the election, which everybody, including Trump, was expecting. And then she didn't. And then, and yep. then it was Trump. And all of us, a lot, everybody listening to the show, I'm sure, went into a state of depression because yep. we knew yep. what it meant and we were right. Mm-hmm. Uh, people thought we were crazy, but we were right. And yeah. I wish they had listened, but they didn't because we were right. Oh, yeah. And I remember, I, uh, not literally, but figuratively, uh, curling up into a fetal position for uh, the month or two that followed <laughs> before deciding, you know what, I can't retire. Uh, I started with Watergate. I I, I got to cover this. And yeah. so I at least covered the term of his presidency uh, and all the crimes that we spotted along the way there mm-hmm. uh, and, and then bowed out. But, but I remember going into that psychological fetal position, yeah. and I know millions of other people did the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is exactly what we're experiencing right now, whether it's the consequences of January 6th or whether it's this uh, espionage scandal. Uh, these are all things that were easy to predict. It's not like, oh my God, we're suddenly surprised that Donald Trump was hoarding top secret classified documents and possibly selling them to the highest bidder. Duh, of course he was going to do that. Once again, Donald Trump with security clearance is a monkey with a machine gun. Doesn't take any sort of special uh, political science degree to come up with that uh, analysis. That's an obvious analysis. And anyone who is telling you any different about Donald Trump is full of shit and should not be taken seriously. That's the bottom line here. I I think the the Justice Department should call Saul. (laughs) Yeah. Let's take his boy Junior here for a second. (laughs) So the BBC breaking news tweet was, dozens of folders marked classified were found empty in FBI search of Donald Trump's Florida home, new court document reveals. Mm -hmm. And then Donald Trump Jr. uh, trothed this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know what they call it. Retrothing? Is that the- Trothing, yeah, retrothing. Retrothing, okay. So no, I think this would be a quote troth. Oh, quote troth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is me. This is a different kind of uh, troth thing. Yes, yeah. this is a quote yeah. troth. And he said, So now they're admitting the folders were empty? Troth, Sancho. <sighs> oh, my God. No, it, it, no, it, no. It, we've no. talked about this before. And we talked about the, the fact that some Republicans are evil and some are stupid. And we also know that there's, there are hybrids uh, who are partly evil and partly stupid. <laughs> and it's hard to know where this falls. You, you see this particular thing by Donald Trump Jr. And you go, is this because he's stupid or because he's evil or both? Uh, and it's, it, it's hard to pinpoint from out here what's yeah. going on inside of that adult brain of his. This is uh, the worst possible defense to even yeah. repeat the idea that the folders were fucking empty is a dumb guy reaction. Right. Right. And by the way, you know what? If Donald Trump doesn't run, that Donald Trump Jr. is a possibility to run for president. I'm just throwing that out there. Just... (laughs) 
I'm yeah. saying I'm not trying to make any everybody yeah. freak out, but uh, well, you know that'll that'll provide a good laugh because that's not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, so now they're admitting the folders were empty. Yes, uh, the folders were empty. Donald Trump just collected a bunch of empty folders. That's because Donald Trump's super into folders. I'm I'm guessing that's going to be Jesse Waters' excuse <laughs> on the five this afternoon. Right, hey, Donald Donald Trump. He just you know the guy loves Manila folders, and if there's writing on the front of the folders, even better. You know he's a memento. Guy. He thought the yellow was pretty. Take it, Jesse Waters. Um, yes, so not a not a good strategy there, Junior. No, not at no. all. No. Uh, they, they, every time, a number of them keep opening their mouths, and, and whether it's Trump or Trump Jr. or somebody else in Trump's circle, every time they open his mouth, including his lawyers, mm -hmm. uh, they keep putting their feet in and, and yeah. actually hurting their own cause. So there's some entertainment value to that. Trump always makes things worse for Trump, and sometimes mm -hmm. uh, Trump Jr. always makes things worse yeah. for Trump. That's for anybody sure. In, anybody in that circle does that. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, a week or so ago, I was tweeting about how I, I don't think he's going to run for president. I'm pretty confident in that analysis. If he was going to run, he probably would have already announced, but he needs the money too much. Donald Trump needs Save America PAC. He needs right. the RNC to pay his legal bills. And the RNC has vowed that if he runs for president, they will st they will cut off all right. of their money to pay for his legal bills, not just in terms of the espionage scandal, but all of it, whether it's uh, Fulton County or Manhattan or whatever. And I got all kinds of pushback from people saying, oh, they're never going to stop paying his legal bills. I said, are you kidding me? And just like two days later, we get this story about how the RNC has announced that it's going to stop paying Trump's legal fees specifically in this espionage case. So right. the RNC, oh. yeah, the RNC has That's announced right. that uh, they're not paying legal fees over Trump's Mar-a-Lago document investigation. Perhaps they've seen how it will bankrupt them if they continue to support him financially. I mean, yeah. if he truly wants this from a power standpoint, uh, he's likely to announce after, I, I predict, a few days after this upcoming midterm election. Mm -hmm. uh, other, otherwise, no, you're right. I, I don't think he'll run, and if he were to run, uh, and I know we said this before, but I don't think he can win. I really don't. Not now. Yeah, yeah. I think things are different now than they were then, at least in terms of the feeling of the populace. We've picked up support uh, from independents. Uh, polls are showing now that independents are swinging back toward the left. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks to Biden's approach and thanks to a number of these revelations, thanks to the lower price of gas and a number of other things, uh, the pendulum has uh, drastically swung. Uh, and and if everybody gets out and does their jobs in November and prior, uh, we've got a real shot here. So yeah, and and it's one we can't afford to lose anyway. It was one thing when it's always been a shot we couldn't afford to lose. Well, but and, at, for a while it looked like we would. Now it looks like we we won't lose. It, now it looks like we've got a real chance. Yeah. Well, in terms of next year, I think what we're looking at is. With Donald Trump, something more like 2012 than 2016. If you remember 2012, Donald Trump teased the notion of running. Mm -hmm. It was an ongoing thing with him. In fact, he would uh, ask his contestants on The Celebrity Apprentice whether he should run for president. This was back in 2012. Jeez. And the idea was okay, I'm going to use this, will he, won't he, in order to promote The Celebrity Apprentice. And that was his goal with that. And in this case, the reason why this year, next year, the year after, is more 
like 2012 is he's going to use the will he won't he debate in order to hopefully delay, at least in terms of his point of view, delay the investigation. He's, he's going to constantly use this idea of being uh, Joe Biden's political rival as mm-hmm. being a way to stall or, you know, uh, raise public angst and anger mm-hmm. over the Fire. idea of investigating him. And so uh, that's why he's not going to run. But he's going to use the possibility of running right, in order to right. stall the process. And to raise money, as you said. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in the meantime, the RNC has paid almost $2 million in legal fees to law Jumps. firms representing Trump between October 2021 and, yeah, and July of this year. This is according to FEC records. For example, Marks. officials at the RNC agreed last December to pay up to $1.6 million for Trump's attorney bills one of which involves an investigation by New York's attorney general into his private business handling. The FEC reports also showed an additional $50,000 payment was made in June regarding Trump's legal fees. So the gravy train continues on and on. And while they're not going to help him with this particular investigation, that doesn't mean they're going to stop paying for his other legal fees in the other uh, uh, investigations. So that's all going to continue unless he runs for president, then it all gets cut off. We all know that he's not a billionaire. No. The, the guy he, he is can certainly fundraise as a candidate. Oh you? yeah, that's true. But you can't use that money for your own legal fees. <laughs> and you think we well, remember when we go back to the beginning of the show where we talked about Trump and rules? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you, it's it's against the law. You yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's also against the law to use Save America Pack after you've decided to start running. He right. could try to do it. Doesn't stop. Uh, of course, the FEC would come down on his head like an anvil, and so, uh, so. he yeah he's welcome to try. If he wants to, if he wants to continue to access his super PAC after being a candidate for, after announcing as a candidate for president, good luck to you. There's yet another criminal investigation that would be opened up. But you know what? As the number of investigations grows, the chances of him being uh, indicted and prosecuted and convicted in at least one of those investigations grows with it. It grows at the same rate. And what frustrates me and a lot of other people I know is the fact that we know this already. We have the goods on this guy, or or not all of them, but most of them. Yeah. We certainly have enough to imprison him, to mm-hmm. in, to charge him, to indict him, and to imprison him. And yet he's out at these troublemaking rallies. Uh, he's yeah. still having rallies. Mm-hmm. This dangerous man is still egging on crowds. When he should be behind bars, yeah. this is just as wrong as wrong can be, and it it drives us crazy. Mm-hmm. Lots to say about that. We're going to get into Trump's Good. Pennsylvania rally a little bit here. Good. I'm not playing any audio. Don't worry. So we're not going to hear Trump's voice here today. But we're also going to talk about. Oh my God! I day six of Biden's Marine Gate. Will America <laughs> survive? Life goes on, and Texan is there. Will we endure as a country that there were two Marines behind Joe Biden as he? Delivered delivered his address. Oh, oh my God. Everyone panic. (laughs) Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. I'll have the historical perspective on that as well. Yeah, back with more show after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Doesn't matter how hard I try to put you down. Walk on by, I dream about you. I shut you out, dance fire, try to put the flame out. I dream about you. I think about you. Yeah, it's Trissette. I yep. fall for you. I, every day. Yeah, this is a, a track we've played before, but getting another spin here because it's so damn good. This is, uh, yeah. again, Trissette, and the single is called Fall For You. Trissette.com, link in the description. Love this song. This needs to be yeah. in the uh, Billboard Hot 100, and the fact I that agree. it's not is a travesty. Agreed. Same goes for and, so many and, of our indie bands. Yeah. And and I like it because of the whistling. I've always said to you, we need more whistling on this show. <laughs> yes, you have. Every, in fact, every time before we do the uh, an episode of the show. Today, Bob, are we going to have whistling today, please? And I go, maybe, if uh-huh. if you're good, we'll, well have... Today, I, I must have been good because we'll today you came through with the whistling. <laughs> BobSuska.com slash music. To submit and make sure to go to bobseska.com. Find this episode. There are links for uh, all of our recording artists under each episode listing at bobseska.com. So get going. All right. Okay. So let's see. Uh, we are on day six of Biden's Marine Gate. And here's my <laughs> typically nuanced position on this okay. buzz. <laughs> I think that obviously it was technically. Not a good idea to have Marines standing behind Joe to carry to bring the Marines with the uh, presidential entourage to Philadelphia to have them standing as a prop behind him. If they were already stationed there, okay. All right, look, I I know now everyone's starting to scream at their podcast player. Bob, what's wrong with you? Why are you saying that? It's a nitpick. That's what it is. It is it is a minor, teeny tiny thing that is now being inflated to being a capital case six days of freaking out and collapsing on fainting couches all across cable news, all across the press, certainly with certain pundits on social media. It's way beyond the level of the... This was a... This is maybe a one-tweet nitpick while it was... Oh, what? Did they bring those Marines with them? Maybe that was a mistake. That's it. That's all you got to say. That's that's the extent of the degree of this. But what happens is... As I've been observing, I talked about this going into the 2020 election with Elizabeth Warren in mind. I was saying that, let's say Elizabeth Warren becomes the Democratic nominee for president. They're going to take that one thing about Native American whatever on some form that she filled out 40 years earlier, and they're going to inflate that to the same level of outrage as all of the Trump things. And this is exactly what has happened. Every single time a Democrat either you know has a gaffe or something, some minor technical quibble 
that you might have with Joe right. Biden or Kamala Harris or whoever, and that gets blown up, exaggerated beyond anything reasonable. And it couldn't have been better illustrated in the fact that you have Joe Biden doing this address, which is desperately important to call out political yes. violence, the rise of political violence in this country, the rise of fascism in this country, the rise of white supremacy, and how it's all being engaged at the point of guns and physical attacks against the Capitol building, for example, where they invaded and occupied the Capitol building. My God, that's what we're seeing. And, and instead of emphasizing this and how destructive this is to democracy, how this is influencing emerging democracies to maybe pull back a little bit on their embracing of this system. And well, here's, here, yeah. I'm sorry, I was just going to say a little background, a little history and where I weigh on on this. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, people need to understand, everyone needs to understand that uh, the reason Biden has come out as he has uh, is because he met recently with a group of historians mm -hmm. who warned him, respected historians, a group of them who warned him that what is happening right now in America has dangerous, dangerous historical precedent. Yeah. That we are headed in a very bad direction if this extremism is allowed to stand and grow. Uh, so know where Joe Biden is coming from on this. This is really the event that... that pushed him over the top as far as making this a priority. Uh, the history of this, well, nearly every president has spoken in front of a couple of Marines. Usually it is uh, because the president is delivering a message regarding uh, a time of war, regarding uh, military uh, yeah. involvement or, or some kind of war uh, activity. Uh, that's normally when a president... I think Biden sees this now as uh, as so important that it's a, a war to save democracy. Mm -hmm. And I think that he uh, that he sidestepped precedent a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, by by having those Marines there. But I, for one, am glad he did, because I think it helped to some degree convey the importance of what he was saying. And really, if you even if you saw it, you should go back and read a transcript of his remarks and see mm -hmm. how very reasonable and true and important they really are, every yeah, word. Yeah, and we covered the, uh, the president's remarks on Friday's After Party. So if you're subscribed mm -hmm. to Friday's After Party, go back and, and listen to uh, that episode. We were pretty uh, extensive with our review and commentary on all of that. But it, the, nevertheless, it's to the point now where they're beating a dead horse. And you know I'm talking about. We know the, the usual suspects here. CNN, mm -hmm. in particular, yesterday had a panelist on who was like, well, Joe Biden's got an optics problem, you know, because red lights and a couple of Marines. And then there's also Donald Trump has an optics problem with, you know, calling uh, Joe Biden an enemy of the state and mm -hmm. saying that, uh, what, the FBI and the DOJ are vicious monsters and on down the line. Yeah, they're both optics problems. That's exactly yeah, no. what I'm. That's exactly in what Trump's I'm talking case, about. Yes. it's not an optic. It's actually helps in Trump's optics for the people who support him. What it what it is is usurping democracy. Yeah, uh, yeah. and 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 extremely extremely dangerous. It is again. It's it's it, it, in that rally on Saturday. Trump said everything there was to say except "will be wild." Mm -hmm, uh, right. He it it really <laughs> it laid the stage for another insurrection type 
set of violence. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what that was on CNN yesterday with this panelist is one of the standard practices when you go and do one of these cable news shows, and I've done a few of them, uh, not recently, but back uh, 2010, 2009, somewhere around there, I was on MSNBC a few times. And of course, I know many people who are regular panelists on uh, cable news networks. Yeah, and usually the ask from the bookers is, can you talk about this subject? Can you take right. this position? Right. And if the answer is yes, then they expect you to take that position. It's right. not exactly like, okay, we want you, it's required that you say this, that you say both sides have an optics problem. It's Instead, it's like, can you say both sides have an optics problem? And right. if you're ambitious enough and you want to be on TV enough, you go... Right. Yes, or if that's yeah. part of your contract to appear what, as a regular analyst, you say, it's what well, you, yes. It's, it's what you tell the call screener uh, who puts you on the air and then you get to say <laughs> Baba Booey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's, it's it's the cable news equivalent of Baba Booey, yes. Right. I mean, that I'm just speculating based yeah. on my experience and right. what I've heard. Uh, you know, I know Ches Pazienza was an executive producer on CNN for mm-hmm. at least a few years, uh, also worked at MSNBC for a while, we had insight on that sort of thing. We know how the operation functions. Uh, cable news now is increasingly becoming polluted with, uh, you know, billionaires. And this is happening on over at Politico. It's happening at CNN, obviously, who have this twisted, malformed impression of how cable news should function. Where, oh, we want this to be nonpartisan. But what that means is we get, you know, one side to say the sky is blue and then we have to have the other side on to say the sky is red. And so look, yeah, yeah, so and, we look so we look impartial. Yeah, and, and it's they, not. It's not impartial. It's both siderism it, and it's it, false. Yeah. This this horrible company called Discovery has taken over both CNN and HBO and will lead to the demise of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for as long as that relationship lasts. Chris mm-hmm. Licht is the new guy in charge at CNN. Yeah. And he met recently with a bunch of key Republicans asking what it would take for them and their people to start watching CNN again oh, uh, and Christ. and he is uh, acting accordingly you've seen the exodus of people will the last reporter leaving cnn please turn out the lights jim acosta yeah uh, b- because they're headed in a very bad direction mm-hmm. uh, hence the joke at the top of the show about uh, easily confused with fox uh it's it's getting to that point and and I still run into people online who both sides things, you know, and even people on our side say, well, you know, both sides do such and so. My God, it's not the same. Both sides no. didn't steal the national secrets. No. Both sides didn't put kids in cages. They're not the same, you know, mm-hmm. and and to see the media going this way, continuing to go this way, having gone this way for a decade or so now uh, is extremely disheartening. We need the media. The media needs to be an advocate for truth and democracy. Yes, no doubt about that. And if the aim is to both sides all of this, they're doing it wrong. If they're going to kind of downplay the opinion aspect of it and in that space increase the amount of facts and actual journalism – Great. Go for it. That'd be excellent. But they're not doing that. They're creating this artificial balance that mm-hmm. is a false equivalence and it's bullshit and yes. it should not be trusted. And so therefore, I think it, it kind of makes sense to 
more or less write off cable news as being a, a valid source for any of this shit because they're more concerned about the show. They're more concerned about reach. They're more concerned about ratings than they are about actually reflecting what's really going on in the world. And that's uh, that's a shame. And there, you know what? Quite honestly, there are many, many other sources to rely on that right. don't uh, include uh, you know the, the usual bullshit from cable news. Well, And by the way, Trump at his rally the other day was saying that he's willing to help out CNN as they become more conservative. So it's getting out there. People know. And he was also yeah. at the same time bashing Fox News Channel, bashing Bill Barr. He called Joe Biden the enemy of the state. That, that's terrible. I mean, yeah. this is undermining democracy to call the president the enemy of the state. Well, and of course, in the same context as Republicans screaming and pissing their pants over Joe Biden, referring to some Republicans as being semi-fascist. And he did say some. But meantime, I, Donald Trump, the alleged law and order guy, was calling the FBI and the DOJ vicious monsters. Yeah, with which, no exceptions, where unlike Joe Biden, who said yes. some Republicans, some some Republicans, it, that is both sides of the story. Can you imagine? Some Republicans are, some Republicans aren't. I know this is a well-worn uh, argument, but can you imagine if Kamala Harris stepped up to a microphone and said, the FBI and the DOJ are vicious monsters? Right. There would be no end to that news cycle. Yeah, I mean, what's she covering up? Yeah, um, Joe, Joe Biden had two Marines standing behind him Thursday night, and they can't shut the fuck up about it. Can you he imagine if Kamala Harris? He yeah, can do that. Yeah. Oh God, absolutely. So, and then Trump called on Congress to immediately institute the death penalty <laughs> for drug dealers, uh, which is bad news for Ronnie Jackson and whoever's giving uh, yes, Junior yes, his cocaine. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if he wants to do that. Yeah. Trump also said, "This is funny." Said that Mark Zuckerberg came to the White House last week oh. and kissed his ass last week. Yes, last week <laughs> yeah. came to the White House and kissed Trump's ass. That's what, right. what was Trump doing at the White House last week? <laughs> Uh, he wasn't. Answer, no. he wasn't. The man no. is delusional. Yeah, delusional and plus every single one of his rallies is a copy and paste from previous rallies. This is a situation where he saw the paragraph about Mark Zuckerberg, control C, control, control V. Control delete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> control C, control V. Yes, we're yeah, going right. to put that whole chunk. I'm not even going to review the text here or uh, Stephen Miller or whoever's putting together his prompter remarks fucked up and left that in from um, uh, you know, something when Donald Trump was president and actually did meet with Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. That, that's probably what happened. Uh, amazing. And, of course, he would read whatever they put in front of him. So, mm -hmm, yeah. That's right. Uh, also outrageous, he was calling John Fetterman, uh, of Pennsylvania, he was calling him a drug user. He was drug saying user. Fetterman uh, approved the legalization of all those things and then added he uses them. He uses them, right? And if I were John Fetterman, I would say, okay, he, yeah, I'm calling my lawyers. And say, yeah, uh, right. he's going to tell his crowd that I, w without any equivocation, without any alleged or apparently or I heard someone say, right, right. Uh, none of that. Uh, you People know. are saying none of that. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> he also bragged, Trump did, that gas was $1.87 a gallon when he was president. <laughs> which is a 100% bullshit. It's yeah. total bullshit. Bullshit. It was $1.87 a gallon for one day in April of 2020. What was happening in April of 2020? Let me see here. I'm rubbing my chin. Where, where were we at that period of time? Oh, yes, that's right. 
There was a, a national lockdown. lockdown and no one was driving right. in their cars and demand was zero. And so therefore gas prices dropped precipitously that week to $1.87 a gallon average. And that was it. And then they started going back up again uh, thereafter. But mm-hmm. that was, he, he took that one day and stretched it out into being his entire presidency. Remember, it was a dollar eighty-seven. I see it's a dollar eighty-seven. It's so inexpensive. It's so much better. So much better now. Now it's, it's so, so expensive. Yeah. There he goes, fading off fading again. Fading off again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, finally, Trump on Troth Central said, "Now that the FBI and DOJ have been caught in a massive and determinative election rigging scam." Uh huh. How much you want to bet that he didn't come up with determinative? <laughs> Someone said determinative <laughs> to him. Not he, in well, his how, vocab. How no. do you how do you spell that? Jibadu. Uh, um, <laughs> determinative election rigging scam. Are they going to change the results of the 2020 presidential election? They should. Oh, of course he does. Uh, naturally, this is Donald Trump still uh, fucking that chicken, still doing that thing. Still doing yeah. that, going round and around, still doing that thing down there. But my question is who does he think they is? Who is he? Yeah. Like, this is not the first time he's done this. Why They should call for a re- another election. They should call for yeah. a do over. Them, the, the deep state. Somebody. Yeah. The, yeah. The, <laughs> I think he believes there's someone called the king of elections. Yeah. who just declares these things. And he has no idea. How can you run in two separate presidential elections, 2016, 2020, and still not know how elections work in this country? Amazing. He has no idea. Yeah. He so. thinks it's a popularity contest. He looks at the <laughs> polls as ratings. Right. Uh, oh, and finally, I just wanted to mention this, too, because there is a gigantic crisis in this country, and it's about uh, rentals. 3.8 million renters yeah. say they're likely to be evicted in the next two months, according to the Census Bureau. In total, 8.5 million people are behind on their rent, and nearly half of all renters, more than 30 million people, have seen rent hikes in the past 12 months. The median rent in the United States top $2,000 a month, up nearly 25% since uh, before the pandemic. 25%. 25%. This, let's be clear about this. This is not a Joe Biden issue. This is not a Congress issue. This is a local county level issue. If you are at all connected to your county level, local level politics, got to start lobbying your uh, Democratic leadership to push for rent controls. And pay attention to those down-ballot races and who's saying what so you know who to vote for. Right. This is a crucial issue, and I think Democrats should be at the forefront of this. I'm talking about voters and leaders alike uh, at the local level should be pushing for caps on rent increases in particular, if not overall rent controls. I know here... This is going to move very quickly from a a rental crisis to a housing crisis. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you're wondering why there are homeless issues happening right now in major metropolitan areas, certainly places like San Francisco, Los Angeles. It's partly because people are getting evicted from their homes because they're being priced out of rent. The rents are going up so high, partly because of the housing crisis, partly because of price gouging. Partly because of investment companies buying up these houses. Exactly that too. Apartments and trailers and everything else. Yep, that's exactly right. And so now people can no longer afford to live in previously affordable housing. Right. And I'm not talking about years and years ago. I'm talking about two years ago. It's been two years since the beginning of the pandemic. And this is just a, this is a recent phenomenon. And all it requires, we had a situation here in Montgomery County, Maryland, where uh, at the county level, 
They passed caps on rent increases, which have been great for people living here. Those caps expired back in May. And so now, even here in the Washington DC suburbs, you're gonna start to see a lot of people packing up their shit in the backs of U-Hauls if they can afford it and carting them off to wherever if right. not, I mean, I've already we, seen a couple of cases where people have been put out of their homes, where we you, know, have, you see all their shit sitting out in the yard. Yeah, well, we, the good news here, we have room for you and Kimberly, and uh, <laughs> and we have two refrigerators, so oh, you're going to be set. good. You, as you long are as, covered, my friend. As long as one of the refrigerators is gigantic. That's a requirement <laughs> for us, if you know anything about the backstory. All right. Huge. Well, uh, as we have noted uh, in recent episodes... We are in the taint portion of the show. That's correct. We are in between. <laughs> we're between warming up the, for our warming up for our musical number. Somewhere between the scrotum and the ball, uh, the butthole, uh, and uh-huh. the butthole is happening on our Patreon page. And I've, you know what? I got to stop talking about it, Buzz, because people are going to start calling it that, and I would much yeah. rather them call it the shadow docket, which is what yes, it's actually please. called. <laughs> yeah. $5 a month. Just go to bobseskashow.com. Scroll down. You'll see all the tiers listed there. Click on the tier for the shadow docket shows. And then follow the instructions to enter your account information and so on. And there, it's done. You can listen to the Shadow Docket. It's uh, Act 3 of this show. And it's happening seconds from now. Yep. But it's only happening on our... Yeah, it's only happening on our Patreon page. Not anyplace else. You're only going to get it on our Patreon page or on the Patreon app. Sign up. It's worth it. Okay, folks. We'll see you over there. Take care. Bye-bye. Can't keep getting away with this! He can't keep getting away with it!